You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Have you checked out my membership yet? It's called Strong with Estelle. Strong with Estelle is a year-long fitness membership that can also be done month to month. It's different from any other membership out there because I'm not just handing you workouts. I'm also educating you. Education is the foundation of all my programs, so naturally, it has to be the foundation of my membership. Education is what enabled me to get to where I am today, fitness-wise. If I hadn't educated myself, I would still be stuck doing HIIT workouts, blindly supplementing, starving myself, relying on workouts I saved from trainers on Instagram, and wondering why in the world I wasn't getting stronger or how in the world I could maintain this pace for my whole life. All your workouts are mapped out for a full year. You have access to a growing series of 30 plus educational video lessons on topics from how to get stronger, determining your perfect form, recovery, nutrition, training on vacation, getting on track and staying on track, rep ranges, energy systems, and more. You'll get all of that and be a part of a community of women you can relate to and who can relate back to you. You do not need to be alone in this process because what you want is normal and totally attainable. And you'll feel that and know that when you have community support from these women and of course myself too. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and enroll. Hello, and welcome to an episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm super pumped up for this episode today because it is a topic I am very passionate about. And what I have been seeing recently, not even just within the past few months, but honestly within the past like year, two years, is that a lot of women are becoming afraid to push themselves at all. And before it was they didn't want to push themselves in the gym or lift weights because they were afraid of being bulky. And now it's like, oh, I'm not so worried about being bulky. Maybe there's a handful of women who still are, they still have that concern, but that's not so much what they're worried about now. Now it's, oh, I can't do that because it doesn't line up with the current phase of my cycle. Or I can't do that because I'm trying to heal my metabolism or get my hormones in balance or something to that effect. This makes me want to pull my hair out (laughs) 
And we're going to be getting into this today. And it's not to say that I'm against cycle syncing. I am very pro cycle syncing for some people at some phases in their life. Um, however, it has gone to an extreme. It has become an obsession and not weightlifting is not necessarily the right thing to do in order to upregulate your metabolism, which we're going to be talking about. So first of all, what is your metabolism? Myself, for example, for a very long time until I started learning about these things, I thought your metabolism was simply how fast your body burns calories. And I thought that it was just a set rate genetically. Like, oh, my family genetically has a slow metabolism or that family genetically has a fast metabolism. That's all it was to me. And I thought, oh, there's foods that can speed up your metabolism or slow down your metabolism. But your metabolism is so much more than your resting metabolic rate. So that's RMR. It could also be called BMR, basal or basal metabolic rate, whatever you want to call it essentially how many calories or the amount of energy that your body expends simply to keep you alive, not even blinking your eyeballs or your eyelids. That's your RMR or your BMR. So that's part of your metabolism, sure. But your metabolism is also the health of a lot of your vital organs. And when those organs don't get what they need, when the body doesn't get enough food, when the body doesn't have as much to sustain, so the body's smaller, the body has less muscle, the metabolism will then downregulate in order to preserve energy and essentially life itself. So for example, let's say you're X height, X weight, but you don't eat enough food to sustain all that you are. Your body's going to say, hey, we're not getting enough energy. Let's slow everything down to conserve energy. That's down regulation. Uh, your body may also have a slower metabolic rate um, because you are just a smaller person. The metabolic rate of myself and a six foot five man are going to be completely different. That six foot five man is a larger human, has more to sustain, therefore needs more energy to sustain life, right? So he's going to have a higher metabolic rate, of course. So this is essentially metabolism. It is the health of your organs and the energy that they need to sustain your life. If you have been told that you don't need to do intense exercise anymore, that you shouldn't be doing it in order to heal your metabolism, we're going to talk about why that's wrong. But also we're going to be talking about where that person is coming from and most likely their current understanding and why they told you that because they didn't have bad intentions. They're trying to help you out, but they're not necessarily right. And like I said, I'm seeing that women are becoming afraid to push themselves because of this relatively new concept. We're going to get into the details of why this is wrong and the reasoning behind it. But this also breaks my heart because this concept is teaching women that they are small, they are fragile, they are incapable, they are weak, broken, and it holds them back from experiencing their physical power, from building confidence, from building self-efficacy, from seeing what they can do. 
So let's get into this. Why did this person tell you that you shouldn't do intense exercise anymore and that you should only do things like walking and stretching and yoga? Chances are you came to them or maybe you stumbled across their page on Instagram. Maybe you did lab testing with them. Maybe you flipped through their posts on Instagram. And that's how you determined, wow, my adrenals and thyroid are super beat up. They need a break and my body can't handle any more stress. So if this is what you concluded, either by um, a practitioner telling you that or through something you read, once you conclude this, you then just come to think, okay, well then what is stress? Well, stress is literally anything that requires energy for your body. Stress is not sleeping enough. Stress is not eating enough. Blue light is a stressor. Mental and emotional stress are a stressor. Exercise is a stressor. But then we also have to look at things that can combat stress. Eating enough and good quality food can combat stress. Getting enough restful sleep can combat stress. Proper hydration can combat stress. Grounding can combat it. Red light can combat it. Having enough muscle mass can combat stress. And we could go on all day about the things that stress the body and the things that relieve stress. But essentially, it's like we have a stress bucket and we just need to keep this stress bucket from overflowing. It's all checks and balances. So when you've learned that your body was stressed out and your hormones were all out of whack, you had too many checks and not enough balances. Your stress bucket was overflowing. This is why you were told or came to conclude on your own that you shouldn't do any intense exercise and that intense exercise was bad for you. But here's the thing. Different types of exercise have different results and your body can handle any amount of stress as long as it's given what it needs to combat the stress. And when it comes back from that stress, when it has come back stronger, it has received what it needed to combat it, It is going to be more resilient to stress. So your stress bucket doesn't have to stay the same size and keep overflowing. Your stress bucket can grow. But what happens when you stop lifting? Or honestly, just stop exercise that pushes your body in any way. When you do this, it actually decreases stress resilience. That stress bucket doesn't just stay the same size and you're not just taking stressors out of it. You are shrinking your stress bucket because your your bucket thinks, oh, I don't need to be so big anymore because we don't have this stress anymore. So I can shrink. We don't want that. You have stopped providing your body with the stimulus to tell it that it needed to be able to deal with X amount of stress. Therefore, it down-regulated. Not weightlifting is down-regulating your metabolic rate. It's down-regulating the system. We don't want that. I mentioned earlier that muscle mass combats stress, but the opposite is also true. Less muscle equals less resilient to stress. So by you quitting weightlifting, by you giving that up, you are backtracking your progress in that area, shrinking the stress bucket size. 
Now, does this mean that all forms of intense exercise are beneficial? No. Does this mean that all exercise should be intense? No. We have to look at what systems that form of exercise is stressing within your body, what it takes to recover from that, and what the long-term benefit is. So I'm going to go over, we're going to start with cardio, then we're going to move on to musculoskeletal um, system. So first, let's go over intense cardio, what that looks like, and intense weightlifting, what that looks like, and the systems that those stress, starting with intense cardio. I have to be honest with you guys, lots of people are doing quote hit workouts that are like 30 to 60 minutes long, but hit cannot physically be done for 30 to 60 minutes. If you are able to endure for 30 to 60 minutes, it doesn't qualify as hit anymore. Hit is so much harder than that, that the, the body can't do it. And if you can, then that means it's not hit. Hit is much harder and it only lasts around 10 minutes. And several of those minutes are resting. Several of those 10 minutes are resting. So with cardiovascular exercise, we have something called zones. There's zone one, zone two, and zone three. Zone one is like you're on a super casual walk. Nothing to do, nowhere to be, la-di-da-di-da. Zone one. Zone two would be like a slight jog. Of course, this all depends on the person and their fitness level, but that's about zone two. Zone three is like you are sprinting, like you can say one word at a time. Can't make, can't connect three words, one word. That is zone three. Hit is primarily zone three um, for like split seconds, and then you're back in zone one. You should be spending very little time in zone three if you're doing intense cardio. Zone three is a very little time. Athletes spend very little time in zone three. They spend most of the time in zone one and zone two is almost not even there. But what happens is these so-called 30 to 60 minute hit workouts have led you to stress out your, your thyroid, your poor thyroid and adrenals. You've been hanging out in upper zone two workouts so that, yeah, you can sustain them for 30, 60 minutes and you think, oh, I must be accomplishing something because I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> Your body was asked to do too much. And I'm guessing what was going on is that you were also under eating, not eating enough protein, possibly on a plant-based diet during this time. You're stressed out from work, stressed out with family, not sleeping enough and on and on and on. You get the point. It wasn't just the amount of your workouts or the intensity of those workouts. It was also that you weren't receiving the support and you also had a lot of stressors in other areas of your life. So what was happening again is that you were writing too many checks for your body and not giving it what it needed to put more money back into that body account. <laughs> and the metabolic payoff wasn't that great either because these are not skeletal muscle-centric activities. They are cardiovascular-centric. Having more muscle and higher quality muscle is going to be more beneficial in terms of improving your metabolic rate, but also having more muscle supports the health of all the other organs involved with metabolic processes. So now let's talk about weightlifting. Weightlifting stresses the musculoskeletal system. 
What this means is that when you give your body what it needs to repair from the stress, your bones become stronger and your muscles obviously become stronger too. Metabolic issues like diabetes and PCOS are intricately connected with muscle mass and quality muscle because more muscle equals more glucose slash glycogen stores. When glucose is stored in your liver and muscles, those are the two places glucose can be stored, in its storage form, it's called glycogen. So it increases its glycogen stores. So this also means when you have more muscle, it also means that they release more glutamine. Glutamine is a non-essential amino acid and 90% of glutamine from your muscles is released into the bloodstream. So when it is consumed, when glutamine is consumed, very, very little of it, I want to say like 1% of it reaches the bloodstream. And that is why having muscle mass is so important here. The reason that it is important is because glutamine in your blood transports nitrogen like 50% of the nitrogen in response to dealing with stress. Glutamine also fuels lymphocytes that attack invading cells and in cell cells that have been taken over by a virus or by a cancer. It up levels your immune system. Glutamine also helps your kidneys generate glucose for energy. The energies, the kidneys can't do this without glutamine in the blood and it gets to the blood via having muscle mass. And I feel like I could go on on and on about this all day about why having ample skeletal muscle is essential for optimal metabolic fun function, but that should get the point across. So at this point, you might be thinking, okay, Estelle, well, that's all well and good, but my body's under too much stress to keep doing that. I just can't, I just can't keep weightlifting. If you're thinking that, I would like to personally challenge the way that you have been doing it. How often have you been doing it? How long have you been doing it? Like, what's the duration of your workouts? What were your sets like? What were your reps like? What were your rest times like? What does your lifestyle look like outside of this? Because I got to tell you, I've been on my own journey of healing my body and upregulating my metabolism. Just a few years ago, like three, four years ago, my workouts were two hours plus, six days a week. Sometimes I'd work out a seventh day for a little bit shorter of a time. I did tons of lifting and cardio. And outside of that, I lived a very active life as well. I rode my bike almost everywhere. I walked lots of places and I ate probably half the amount I should have been eating. Like for real, I probably could have ate even more than double than what I was eating. That was so incredibly stressful for my body. I actually got to the point where I would go into the gym. Not only would I not see progress, I would see a reversal. So that means I was putting in all that time and energy, but I wasn't seeing the progress from it because my body didn't have what it needed to rebuild, to deal with the stress that I was giving it. My body, body physically couldn't do it, even though I was providing a stimulus. My hair started falling out. I lost my period. I had a rash from when I work, uh, whenever I worked out or got hot at all because of a histamine intolerance. 
I ended up doing an HTMA with Laura from Wild Lions Wellness. I'm going to put her her website in the show notes. I believe the only way to get lab tests from her now is to join her membership and then up, upgrade to a lab test. But anyways, that's what I did with her. That was a two and a half years ago now, maybe two years. She put me on a protocol and that was when I started the whole healing thing. Now you might be hearing this and thinking, oh, Estelle, you shouldn't have been doing all those workouts. That was over-exercising, yada, yada, yada. I don't believe in over-exercising. I believe in under-recovering. And as long as your body has what it needs, you can do whatever in the world you want. So did I adjust my workouts? Yes. Did I stop lifting? No. What did I do? I started doing less cardio. I was running maybe a couple times a week. Some of the weeks I was just walking. It wasn't a set thing, but that's how I adjusted that part of my, my routine. Then I started lifting maybe three to four times a week for 60 to 90 minutes instead of six to seven times a week for 90 to 120 minutes. And those three to four times a week for 60 to 90 minutes, that's still a fair amount of time, but that was enough to enable my body to heal, my metabolism to begin upregulating, for me to have more energy, for me to finally start getting stronger. And I've got to tell you, now it's taken time, but I rarely experience any pain on my period anymore. I have sustained energy all day long. If I have coffee in the afternoon, it's decaf, so I'm not relying on that. My hair and nails are super strong and healthy. My hands and feet are always warm. I don't even remember the last time I felt like they were cold. I have a strong and steady heart rate. Gone are the days that I thought having a slow heart rate was a sign of being athletic. So you get the idea. I did have to adjust my training from what I was doing to some less intense exercise, but I didn't cut it out. So to wrap this up, I want to say that weightlifting is not intense exercise. It's not. It's technically moderate intensity. If someone doesn't use proper rest times, I could see how it would feel intense And ideally, you should be lifting heavy to moderately heavy with rest times no shorter than two to three minutes for primary lifts. And this is going to be heavy enough to build high quality muscle and the rest times allow your body to recover so that it can do that again. And of course, outside of your workouts, you need to be giving your body what it needs to be able to do that too. One thing I always hear, I shouldn't say always, it's from most of my clients. I hear this from most of my clients, my membership and the ones that do one-on-one with me is that they are pleasantly surprised to see how restful and calm my workouts can be. And they're used to downloading apps and following programs on there. And it's so go, go, go with almost no rest and very short rest times. And they feel exhausted afterwards. And that's not how your workouts are supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel energized, ready to go. It's supposed to be a pick-me-up. But with mine, they do a set, rest, do a set, rest, do a set, rest. And those rest times are pretty decent. It's not chaotic. It's not confusing. It's not stressful. And for most women, 
it is the first time in their life that they're able to start seeing sustainable results without putting their body through torture and unbearable stress. So I'm going to put links for that in the show notes too. I'm going to put a link for my membership, but then I'm also going to put a link for my personal training. But then also a link to send me a DM on Instagram if you want more information on custom programming. Personal training and custom programming are similar in the way that you receive a custom program. However, personal training is a bit more hands-on and custom programming is we have an onboarding call. I design the program and you kind of take it from there. I don't have a page for that. The spots fill up with me just talking about it on here and on Instagram as well. So if you want in- information on custom programming, just send me a DM on Instagram that says custom program and I will reply to you with the information. So if you like this episode, share it with a friend. I am very eager to get this message out there because sometimes I feel heartbroken. Sometimes I feel angry and upset about this um, inaccurate message out there that women shouldn't ever push themselves. It is not leading to a good place. So share it with a friend and leave me a review below. Anyone who leaves me a review this month will be entered into a raffle to receive a free copy of my three to four day a week home workout program called Fit at Home. So like I said, it's three to four days a week. You have an upper body day, a lower body day, a full body day. Those are your three days. And then you have an optional body weight cardio workout. It comes in an ebook form. You have all your exercises there. You can see pictures, written descriptions, a place where you can track your progress. Also some pages in the beginning that talk about finding your starting weight, how to increase weight, form, that kind of stuff. So if you want to be entered into the raffle or you want to support me at all, leave me a review. It helps me grow without having to promote it obsessively (laughs) on social media. So I would greatly appreciate it if you help me out with that. You can do so below and I will be chatting with you guys here next week on Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.